All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can, well, this is good, Dave. Uh, I'm not used to having this intro music. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Of course, you may recognize some of this music, but this is Somewhere Belong, the uh, official music from Linkin Park of the, uh, the Mark Levin Show. In his first lines of his new book, American Marxism, Mark Levin writes, the counter-revolution to the American Revolution is in full force, and it can no longer be dismissed or ignored, for it is devouring our society and culture, swirling around our everyday lives, and ubiquitous in our politics, schools, media, and entertainment. Joining us now from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building to tell us all about his new book and the threat the left poses to our country, the great one himself, Mark Levin. Mark, thank you for joining us this evening. Nice to have you back on the show again, brother. Oh, it's my pleasure. And uh, I'm hoping people who got the book are really getting through the book. I hope people who haven't gotten it yet will grab it as fast as they can. Uh, because we're trying to build and galvanize here a movement to push back against what I call American Marxism. And by the way, there was a great review that was done by Professor Kenkor of Grove City. If people want to check it out on uh, on my parlor site or anywhere else, it's at the American Spectator. Uh, for those who are curious, or if you go on American, excuse me, on Amazon.com, there are thousands of comments for people to take a look at that too. If they're curious, but they're not sure whether to jump in, jump in. Help us. We need an army of millions. Amen to that, brother. You know, Mark, and first off, let me commend you on the book. I I saw it's a New York Times number one and sold a record-breaking 400,000 copies in the first weeks. uh, The first week, rather. This makes seven straight New York Times bestsellers for you. I, I think it proves what we're seeing from the left, it, it, this is a fraud. I mean, it, it's it's yeah. obviously it's not um, you know a trend. This truly is a threat that the left is is trying to take over our country. They're trying to 
uh, an all-out assault on our traditional norms, right? I mean, this is truly a threat to our country and to our founders. Yeah, this 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 is the most important book I've ever written. This is the most frightening times uh, in modern history because the enemy is from within, and they're the enemy. And they haven't made any bones about what they're targeting. They're targeting the minds of our children. They're targeting our universities and colleges, which they have been targeting. They are opening the border widely because they want to change the country. I'm not even talking about race. I'm talking about assimilation into the American culture uh, and the overwhelming number of people who are, who are swelling the welfare ranks, overwhelming yeah. law enforcement at our hospitals and so forth. I'm talking about the war on capitalism with this phony Green New Deal, which is really an old red deal. And what I do in the book is I go to the history of every one of these movements. These are spawned from Marxism, and we have to have the courage to say it. And I prove it. I use their words. I talk about who they are, who their scholars are. Uh, I I give commentary on it. I unravel it. It's a seven-chapter book. This is the first six chapters to prove the point. And I didn't come up with the title American Marxism really till about three months before I handed the book in. It's not called Marxism. It's called American Marxism, which is highly un-American. And uh, these are movements that don't, you know, they're, they're not playing within the box. They despise our founding, our Constitution, pulling down monuments, burning books, if you will, uh, canceling people with whom they disagree, attacking the First Amendment and free speech, freedom of association, attacking our constitutional constructs, separation of powers, trying to pack the courts, trying to pack the Senate, trying to nationalize our election laws so red states become blue states and on and on and on. The point is, this is dispiriting. And it can drag us down, which is exactly what they want. So my book's purpose is to say, okay, this is who they are. This is where this comes from. Now, we need to rise up. We need to confront this. There are millions and millions of us. They have devoured most of these these cultural institutions. But we have something. Numbers. Yeah. They are in a minority. This is a top-down effort to try and destroy this country. We need a bottom-up effort to take it back. Well, and we are the majority. The sad part is we're the silent majority, and I think you're right. We just have to make sure that we're galvanized and that we stop being so silent. You say in the book that Marxism was once a mostly unrelatable fringe and subterranean movement, but not anymore I think it's endured as long as it has because it appeals basically to people who want to blame others, who don't want to have to, you know, take responsibility for their own problems. Am I wrong or is that is that them in a nutshell? I actually break that down in the first chapter, and that's one of the points I make, which is these are individuals who are really disconnected from society or have failed in life or have other issues. Uh, They're dissatisfied. They are malcontents. these are the followers. And so rather than be personally responsible and look in the mirror, they project onto society and Marxism tells them to do it. If you're a failure, it's not because of you. It's because of the system. Uh, if you're not where you want to be, it's not because of you. It's because of the system. So I mentioned that in the first chapter. But the leadership is much more diabolical. And they know what they're up to. They're evil, uh, like all these totalitarian movements. Uh, but, the, but the strength that Marxism has is a psychological strength. People want to belong to movements. It gets them excited, particularly people who are who are down and out and don't want to take any personal responsibility. They're encouraged to abandon society, abandon the obstacles to life, abandon this country or any country for that matter, and join in this this paradisiacal abstract theory. If you surrender your liberty, 
if you surrender your property, if you surrender your mind, then somehow you'll be part of this, this, uh, this worker's paradise, this heaven on earth. And we know what it really means. It turns into an iron-fisted, diabolical, brutal police state. Yeah. Well, and it really is a, a cult, a cult of personality. It looks great on paper, but we've seen time and time again that it doesn't work in practice because obviously there's never enough money of other people's money to go around. Case in point, Mark, you know, the left has been pushing a radical agenda, trying, you know, defunding the police in major cities, open borders, the radical ideologies all across the country. And the best example, I think, is this defund the police movement. And now we're seeing the inevitable resulting high crime numbers. And of course, now their excuse is, well, it's the Republicans fault. Republicans have been trying to defund the police. People aren't going to buy that, are they? No, and the whole point of this book, just just so everybody understands, is to get around all this. In other words, you and I on radio, we can go on about the press and what the Democrats are doing, and we do. But the purpose of this book is different. The purpose of this book is to communicate among ourselves, to get around the press, to get around these institutions that have been devoured, to talk about what's taking place, much like Thomas Paine did in the uh, in the American Crisis pamphlet, which was 47 pages long, the length of a paperback book, and to say, okay, folks, we have to come to our own salvation. The Republican Party is not going to do it. This media is certainly not going to do it. We can whine and complain all we want. Here are the facts. Here are who these people are. Here's where these movements got birth. Uh, here's what they're planning on doing. Here's what they are doing. And then in the last chapter, several suggestions, my suggestions on what we might do about it. And it's not intended to be an exclusive list, but uh, but that's the point. So the media are corrupt. I think we can all agree on that. The, uh, the board is wide open. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, capitalism's under attack. Private property's under attack. The founding's under attack. I think we can all agree with that. Now, when you sit down and write a book, you got to you know, you got to do more than write essays about what's yeah. taking place right in front of our face. You got to say, okay, well, what is it about this? How did this happen in this country? Who is behind this? Where does this come from? Because in any political, military operation, any business, you've got to know what your enemy is. In this case, yes, enemy, because they want to destroy our country. Who are they? What are they doing? Not the repetition in my view, whining about it, what are we going to do about it? So first we need to know who they are, where they come from, what this is all about, and then we need strategies and tactics to address it. So this book is a little different. Uh, it's not just a commentary on, uh, on events that are happening or my monologues. No, this is, this is a heavy-duty heavy uh, book on uh, exposing, revealing, and pushing back. So does that include, I know you've been a, a champion for a long time on the Convention of States. Is that a, you know one of the things that we can do? I mean, it's one of the issues that we've struggled with here in Kansas because of our model of government, because of the restrictions and trying to pass it here. We've got to get a constitutional majority to pass it. Is that one of the things that we need to do to try and take back our country? Yeah. Well, I wrote a whole book on that. I believe in that. But we're going to have to do things that are parallel on little pieces as well as that. That movement is critical. That is a more long-term movement, but it is a crucial movement. But there are other things we need to do. What are we going to do about corporations in this country that have thrown in with the, uh, with like the Marxist tech. left? Yeah, well, not just big tech, but all these corporations that, uh, that got together when uh, Georgia passed its law in the legislature right. and so forth. So it's, it's, it's even bigger than that. What are we going to do about 
these universities and colleges? What are we going to do about what's going on in our public schools? What are we going to do about the border? All these issues are confronted. I provide. There's just not enough time here, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't even try and do it a disservice here. <laughs> I, I just try and address it in Chapter Seven. If you've read that, you saw uh, a number of proposals in there that you can independently go over. Well, let me ask you this then. I, the biggest issue I see, the huge threat is right now, at any rate, I, I, and it may not be him. It may not be Joe Biden, because I question whether or not he's mentally competent. I, I really am concerned about his fitness for office. But I have to ask you about President Biden. You know, he campaigned as a uniter, as a moderate who would reach across the aisle and represent, you know, all Americans. He's certainly not governing that way. Or is he even governing? Does it really matter? In other words, this, this agenda is being instituted. He's the one signing the executive orders. He's the one in the end who has to make these decisions, whether he's competent or not. He is surrounded by these 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 radical individuals out of these 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 disparate Marxist movements. If you look at his executive orders, it goes right down the line. I have some of them in the book, whether it's critical race theory or the transgender movement. Did you ever think you'd hear of a transgender movement? Um, uh, whether it comes to the lat-crit movement that I explain in the book, which is part of critical race theory, open borders. The fact is it's happening. Right. Um, and so I think the argument on whether he's competent or not, obviously he's not. Uh, but he knows how to sign his name. And so through him, uh, he's advancing their agenda. And so the executive branch is controlled by these people and is supported by the Democrat Party. This Democrat Party is is promoting the agenda of these people, the corrupt media in this country, which I address in Chapter 6. They are the mouthpieces for these various movements. There's not a dime's worth of difference between these various radical Marxist movements. And look, some of them are out of the closet, like the leaders of Black Lives Matter. They say, well, look over here, we're Marxists. Antifa is a Marxist anarchist organization. I list scores of Marxist tenured professors in their books that have had enormous influence on on campuses and colleges and universities. So it's, it's, I'm not creating the Red Scare. This isn't McCarthyism. They are all over the damn place, and they admit it, and they wave their hands, and they smile. No, um, you're some right. don't, but, but a lot do. So whether he's competent or not, that is certainly a question for the 25th Amendment and so forth. But again, my focus is not on that. My focus is on what are they doing, and what are we going to do about it, and where does this all come from, and how we have to unravel it. We need to understand it if we're going to defeat it. I know you're because we're losing right now. We are losing. You've got to be swamped. You've got you know with the show and uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Have you had a chance to watch any of the the woke Olympics yet? You know we we've got some amazing men <laughs> competing in women's sports these days. Uh, have you had a chance to watch any of it? No, I don't watch it. I mean, once the uh, <laughs> soccer team took a knee, I said, you know what? This is like the Oscars and the and the uh, the other shows and so forth and sports I used to watch all the time I don't watch it anymore unless it's college sports and the UFC and stuff like that I figure if they hate us then I despise them I have no stomach for it I feel bad for the Patriots who are in the Olympics there's nothing I can do about it but until the U.S. Olympic Committee and others put their foot down count me out I've got other things to do with my life and other people to talk to other than uh, other than be uh, be giving support through ratings and so forth, to institutions. Look, I resigned from Twitter and Facebook. People keep saying, what do we do about Twitter and Facebook? I don't know. Why don't you leave them to begin with? Uh, you know, you do have a life. You can still do things. Again, I wrote the book to get around Twitter, Facebook, the media, and so forth. 
and we're now at almost 600,000 copies out there. People, people are voracious for information, particularly our people who are patriots and our people. I mean, anyone who loves this country, they read, they're smart. Um, they want to they want to do what they can do within their own lives and have some role in protecting their children and their grandchildren in the future. That's my attitude. If these uh, spoiled bastards on TV and radio, if they want to take knees and do whatever they want to do while they're making a fortune, count me out. I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, Megan Rapino considers herself a patriot because she kicks a ball in a net. Whoopie-doo. Uh, Whoopie-doo is right. Once again, the book is called American Marxism. It's available on Amazon and, of course, MarkLevinShow.com. Thank you again for joining us, brother. Carry on the fight, my friend. And thank you for a great interview. Thanks, John. Take care. Appreciate you, Mark. Thank you, buddy. We'll be taking your calls at 845. In the meantime, coming up after the break, Kansas Attorney General Derek Schmidt will be with us. I tell you, you've been spiking my coffee, haven't you? Derek Schmidt will be with us to discuss the latest Kansas Emergency Management Act and a few other breaking news stories. What's going on? We'll find out. Talking to the Attorney General coming up right after this. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.